0: Hi everyone, welcome back to The Daily Mails. So the last episode I had my first major guest, Avi Sharma, join me and it was amazing. I learned about his experiences on The Apprentice and we also discussed financial literacy in younger people as it is a societal problem that a lot of people don't actually know how mortgages and loans and that work. The response to the podcast has been amazing. Everybody loved it. I've gained a few more followers on the podcast which is amazing and I just hope they will stay and everyone just keeps enjoying the content i've got a a new special guest coming soon in one of my next episodes he's an author stay tuned and i cannot wait to share that conversation with you let's start with today's topic though and the question is does the UK have a migrant crisis? I thought it was a really interesting topic to talk about especially with everything in the news right now, how the government wants to prevent the UK channel crossings from Calais. and I thought we should t- discuss it a bit more because it's not just about channel crossing it's not we're looking at asylum seekers and refugees, especially those who may have come from Ukraine or Afghanistan or like South Sudan. You know, just the countries that may that people try to flee from because they're facing discrimination or there's a civil war. I asked my Instagram followers today about do if they think there's a migrant crisis. So if I just pull out the stats, I'm pretty sure about 600 people saw. Not everyone voted though, but it's okay. We'll just see so i asked does the uk have a migrant crisis 42 44 percent voted yes and 56 percent voted no and i thought it was a really interesting statistic only because we, everybody perceives the news in different ways so some people might think oh my god we actually do have a migrant crisis others may think oh no we don't it's fine not that not that much problem so the uk insisted uh, on number 17 um, all the European countries to take in refugees, asylum seekers. So that isn't they're not at the top. So they're not actually taking a lot of asylum seekers and refugees. Uh, compared to countries like Germany or France. So that was, um, something else to think about when we're talking about the migrant crisis as well. The UK migrant crisis has been a topic of discussion for many years and it is a complex issue that involves a large number of individuals who are seeking asylum here. Um, Like I said, they come from all over the world due to the problems like political turmoil, like civil wars, natural disasters. Um, The UK has a legal obligation to provide asylum to those who meet the criteria. The high number of applications has been put pressure on the country's immigration system even during covid when the pandemic happened the waiting list had to get was on pause because they physically couldn't do anything about it at the time this led to a back of cases literally what i just said and this is leaving many asylum seekers in limbo and unsure of their future the situation is made worse by overcrowded detention centres, which are often criticised for their poor living conditions. Yeah, they get paid 2 to 3 pounds an hour to actually run the detention centres as well. And it's funny because their asylum seekers, who don't get status, status in the UK, are the only people to get detained without breaking a crime. And they have to live in the detention centre and their living conditions are poor. They do all the work themselves and even though they're not allowed to work in the uk because they get given a budget of 45 pounds per week they do get paid in the detention center like i said before it's not that much two pounds an hour what can you do with that but still Uh, they're often houses housed there for long periods of time and it has big impacts on their mental health and well-being the issue has become increasingly politicized with debates over immigration policy borders control and national security. Some argue that the UK should take a more compassionate approach to asylum seekers, providing them with support and resources to help them integrate into society. Others advocate for stricter enforcement of immigration laws, arguing that the country should prioritise its own citizens and prevent illegal immigration. However, it is also important to remember that behind the statistics and political rhetoric, there are real people who have fleeing from difficult and dangerous situations. These individuals face numerous challenges, including language barriers, cultural differences, and disc- discrimination. Talking of language barriers, it's like when they have their substantial interviews during their own asylum process, and they might have, like, a interpreter. Sometimes when the dialects might differ, the words get translated wrong, like, just slightly, but it makes a big difference in court. Uh, I actually had a workshop at my university, yesterday and we just learned a bit more about asylum seekers and how if there's a difference between a search warrant and an arrest warrant some an asylum seeker was arrested because the interpreter misinterpreted because the dialect is different that's why honestly is really is a really difficult situation even fleeing your country must be really hard and just to go through a whole process of six to a year, six months to a year, and just to not be granted that refuge status. Also, the refugee status is not indefinite leave anymore. Once you get granted refugee status, you have you're given five years, and that dep- You can work, you can live, you can open a bank account. You have got thirty days to set all of that up, but you have to spend crazy money just to become a citizen here. I feel like the system is just flawed. Okay, so back to... I wrote some points down, so I don't really miss anything out. Um, And yeah, that's why right. if it seems like I'm reading something, it's because I am. I'm reading my points off because I don't want to miss any information down as my memory's not... <laughs> I'll just miss out key information. Okay, back to the points. Finding a solution to the UK migrant crisis is a complex issue that require a thoughtful and compassionate approach. It is important to work towards a system that provides asylum seekers with the support they need, while also ensuring the safety and security of the country as a whole. This will require collaboration between government officials, NGOs, community organisations to ensure that everyone's needs are being met. So asylum seekers are actually provided with legal aid, so, so it's literally like lawyers who are working for them and they don't need to pay much anyway to them because and at first they can't afford it anyway. But it's good that they are given with this and solicitors are helping them out. It's also important to recognise that the UK migrant crisis is not just a UK issue, it's a global issue. The UK is just one of many countries that are facing an influx of asylum seekers and refugees. Addressing this issue will require a global effort to ensure that those who are fleeing from difficult and dangerous situations are also provided with the support they need to rebuild their lives. Ultimately, we need to also remember that this is a humanitarian crisis that requires our attention and action. It is important to continue to have conversation about this issue and work together to find solutions that are compassionate, fair and just and we all know what has happened in the past six seven months with Pretty Patel as our ex-home secretary trying to send asylum seekers refugees to Rwanda and it's not it's not right is it like they come here to seek help here and you're just sending them somewhere else it does not make sense and our current home secretary Suela Broverman is not exactly much better either so I feel like we need to change a lot of We need to change our government and change the people who are in power with a different mindset to see if the solutions will get solved. I think that's only a logical way to do it because we can't stop civil wars. We can't stop discrimination. These there's always gonna be people fleeing their countries if it's not suitable to live in. Asylum seekers made up around six percent of immigrants to the UK in 2019. In 2020, when overall immigration was lower than usual due to the pandemic, asylum seekers might have made up around 12% and in the year ending in June 22, the latest period for which we have estimates asylum seekers and refugees made up approximately 18% of immigrants to the UK. This includes arrivals under Ukraine, Afghan relocation and resettlement schemes, arrival in small boats others resettled persons, and arrival on family reunion visas, which is around 190,000 individuals in total. If including the British National Scheme in the category of humanitarian routes, up to 25% of immigration in that year would fall into the category. So those are just three bullet points from the government's website about um, asylum seekers, and you can see that 190,000 is a lot. Um... This is on the family reunion visas. But another thing we need to consider is family reunions. A lot of people may escape from their family. And in the UK, the system, they only see people as family like immediate biological ways. Like, there are certain people who may see someone else as like, a mother figure or father figure or like a brother or sister, or just best friends, and I think it's just crazy that, I think that it's crazy that, why am I even repeating myself, and I cannot remember what I was going to say, but oh yeah, I remember now, I just think it's crazy how the system actually works, and how some people do get, the status they need but others have to go return back they get deported back and it's not really nice when you're you're getting deported back to a country where you're not going to be safe and it's just terrible so what even is the government's main plan to tackle migrants so when we talk about migrants we're talking about those who come into the country to seek asylum under the illegal migration bill published under and being the beginning of march the home secretary has a duty to detain and remove those arriving in the uk illegally either to rwanda or another quote safe third country so this is point is from the bbc by the way just um referencing R- i mentioned rwanda before it's not great is it And another safe third country why it doesn't make sense like I don't think we have a crazy migrant crisis. We have a crisis, but I don't think there's so meant like, there's no space for schools or jobs. In fact, there are job shortages. Also, another thing I just want to mention is how a lot of asylum seekers may have the degree and qualifications, but when they come here to the UK or another country to seek refuge, they have to level down a bit and I think that is really sad because sometimes the degrees are just not recognised anyways next point migrants would not be granted bail or able to seek judicial review for the first 28 days of detention so what are they doing then they're just gonna they can't because usually you have like theoretically you do get help but this is silly this this government is silly okay let's go to the next point under 18s those medically fit to fly or at risk of serious harm in the country they are being removed for would be able to delay departure okay cool under 18s um this is okay cool because why should they have to go back especially those who are not mentally prepared to People removed from the UK would be blocked from returning or seeking British citizenship in the future. Again, sometimes when the case isn't looked at properly, like even though there's so many judicial reviews, tribunals and interviews, sometimes it just doesn't work out. I don't think they should be blocked. I mean, they could try a different European country or another country that is taking asylum in, but I'm not sure. Another point they say... There is a cap on the number of refugees in the UK who will settle through safe and legal routes. Okay, cool. I think there's been a lot recently because of the Ukrainian war, uh, Ukrainian-Russian war. But I also think race, ethnicity, sexuality comes into play. Because when you compare the amount of help Ukrainians got compared to afghan uh, asylum seekers i'm talking about these two countries specifically only because it's so fresh in my head and i just remember it very well i just think that there's definitely a power complex and i think that the government do choose some people over others just because of their background and i just think that you should look at all the cases as they come and analyse them differently instead of saying giving people like special treatment in that sense, I guess? Can the asylum seekers reach the UK legally. It is already illegal for migrants to knowingly enter the UK without a visa or special permission. People who do so can be jailed for up to four years and removed to a safe country. However, between June and november twenty two, fewer than one hundred people who crossed in small boats were arrested. The UK has also the UK also has an international legal duty to not criminally penalise anyone seeking protection as a refugee. See, that's the thing. People who come to the country illegally and then they just arrest them, but you can't just make assumptions and just arrest them. Okay, you have to interview them and then actually see if they need refuge or not. But sometimes, especially those who come in small boats, I think the whole small boat, situation is very sticky and you need to really be knowledgeable in this topic so what are the safe and legal routes to claim asylum in the uk this is a question the bbc actually asked and the home office says there is however some are only available to people from specific countries see we literally saw this on the government website as well and they talk about afghan and ukraine as well and or British national status holders in Hong Kong as China is reclaiming Hong Kong. No, that's actually really interesting because there must be a lot of people trying to flee Hong Kong then. Because China's government, yes, is very, like, for example, internet. You can't, you have a separate internet. If you're not, you may be seen, if you're Muslim, you go to Muslim, you're going to get persecuted If you don't respect the leader, then, you know, you're just going to go to prison. And I actually forgot all about this. And people from Hong Kong is actually a really good example. But other asylum routes only accept a limited number of refugees. UK resettlement scheme. Under this scheme, 887 grants were made in 2022, 2022. The Community Sponsorship Scheme for local community groups, 272 grants were made. And then the Refugee Family Reunion for partners and children under 18 of those already granted protection in the UK in 2022, 2022, 4,473 people were granted visas. Mandate Resettlement Scheme to resettle refugees who have a close family member in the UK who can offer a home, 430 refugees since 2004 but just four people in 22 that's a really small number and to say that the uk is suffering from migrant overload is just not true i believe organizations including the refugee council and amnesty international say there are no safe and legal routes for most people to seek asylum in the uk and you know what it's true as we just read there's only special schemes for afghanistan and ukraine how about those like in the in the middle of, in congo What are they doing there? How about those who are like... um, ...Bernard, Myanmar. To be fair, they wouldn't really come all over to the UK... ...because I know the journey would be long... ...and they're more likely to go to other countries. But yeah, that is... ...those... ...it's really interesting to actually read and see... ...what legal and safe routes the Home Office says they have... ...but actually are they safe is it legal okay so we spoke about the uk but what does the international law actually say about refugees um the 1951 refugee convention is an international agreement outlining the rights of refugees around the world and the main principle of the refugee convention states that refugees should not be returned to a country where they face threats to life or freedom which is true so you can't just send them back The government argues that the Rwanda plan is in line with international law because it is a safe third country, but critics disagree. For those who are wondering what the Rwanda plan is, Rwanda plan is a five-year trial which will see some asylum seekers sent to Rwanda on a one-way ticket to claim asylum there. They may be granted refugee status to stay. If not, they can apply to settle there on other grounds, or seek asylum in a different country and the government says this will deter people arriving in the UK through illegal, dangerous and unnecessary methods such as the small boats. Small boats is mentioned everywhere. I guess it is a huge issue the government is trying to tackle right now. The National and Borders Act changed the law so that asylum seekers in the UK could be rejected if it can be shown they pass through a safe third country before reaching the UK, but this has no basis in the Refugee Convention. The European Convention on Human Rights is a commitment to protect human rights signed by the Council of Europe members, is part of the UK's law under the Human Rights Act, and also protects the same rights for refugees as the Refugee Convention. It commits signatories like the UK against sending asylum seekers to countries where their lives may be at risk. What has the government said about this? In March 23, so this is very recent, as today is the last day of March, the government said that three ex-military sites in Essex, Lincolnshire and East Sussex will be used to house several thousand migrants. It hopes the move will deter asylum seekers from the UK and reduce the amount of money spent on accommodation. However, Immigration Minister Robert Jenrick conceded that these sites on their own will not end to the use of hotels overnight he also confirmed reports that the government was exploring the possibility of using ferries to house migrants but no decision has been taken so you know let's actually talk about small boats because is on the news everywhere left right and center the UK have agreed to give France 500 million over three years, which will go towards the more patrol officers and new detention centres. PM Rishi Sunak previously announced new small boats command centre bringing together the military and national crime agency. So what will actually happen when people arrive to the UK? They must... So when they claim asylum, you usually claim asylum in the airports, like Heathrow Airport or something, but clearly you can't do that when you arrive on small boat. Maybe you'll probably have to do it at the boat... You know when you, like, have your passport control after, like, a ferry trip or something. Asylum claims to be rejected if applicant has a connection to third world country. This includes passing through France. Home office says applicants should receive a decision within six months. By the year June 22, 70% has not heard back within that time. And they cannot work, so they have to stay in credit. So that a lot of things to take in. And we just have to keep up with what's going on with small boats. So, in co- to conclude, does the UK have a migrant crisis? It actually depends. So, they may have They have a lot of small boats and trees. Although the UK doesn't take as many migrants as other European countries does. And I think that's because we're an island. And small boats are one way people are trying to get in. But Airports uh, is another way, like planes and that. Is up to you, so what do you think? Do you think the UK have a migrant crisis? Do you think we uh, in the globe in Europe there's a migrant crisis? Honestly, it's actually up to speculation. Some people say yes, some people say no. I'm going to say there is not a migrant crisis in the UK. Yes, there are asylum seekers coming in, but there's a reason why they're coming in. It's not like they're trying to escape in their country for no reason, is there? I just want to clarify that a lot of things I've read. A lot of it is my own notes I did from my own research, but others were. Um, but my other two websites I used was the UK government website and BBC News because they are supposed to be unbiased. Um, if you have any questions, please just message me on Instagram, the Daily Mails, or you can message me. I'll probably reply on Nine Maliha, but I prefer the Daily Mails. If you want to talk about this topic even further, or maybe correct me on anything it will be appreciated, please, uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode today, and the next episode, I promise, it will be more of a conversation, this is just me bat- uh, waffling about this situation, scrambling my notes, but I really thought it would be a good topic to talk about, and it's really interesting to see what other people will think, anyways, stay tuned, goodbye, have a nice week, see you soon.